Hi there, I'm Joe Shorthouse, editor at Invivo. On this podcast, I'm joined by Rebecca Martin, Senior Vice President of Reward, Inclusion and Talent Acquisition at AstraZeneca. Today, we're going to be talking about the ways that farmers should be encouraging a diverse and inclusive team of young talent and that strong connection between diversity of thought and innovation. Before we begin, I'd just like to ask Rebecca to introduce herself. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I'm Rebecca. I am Senior Vice President of Reward, Inclusion and Talent Acquisition. Bit of a mouthful. Um, <laughs> I've been with AstraZeneca for 11 years um, and I originally started out in science, actually. I've got a biochemistry degree. Um, I then qualified to be a lawyer um, and chose employment law, fascinated by human behaviour and psychology. And that seemed a great place to combine the two. Um, and when I joined AstraZeneca, it was as an employment lawyer. And then I did a few different roles in legal. I spent time on assignment in Singapore. Uh, and then when I came back, I was doing a role with uh, global employment law and commercial Europe. So looking after the European uh, legal team that were doing all the sales and marketing activities um, in Europe. And then I joined HR uh, about five years ago and I've never looked back. Like HR has always been close to my heart. But to have a role where I can uh, be leading a team that is creating an experience for the people who work with AstraZeneca that's truly rewarding, um, both through the way that we motivate them um, and incentivize them and the way that we make people feel uh, and the way people can belong at AstraZeneca is something that I find um, personally really inspiring and I've really enjoyed it. And then most recently, my roles expanded to include talent acquisition as well, which is um, also going to be an enormous learning journey, but uh, but truly exciting opportunity. I think we're in very good hands today. So thank, thank, thank you so much for joining me. I think it's going to be a really, really good chat. So obviously you and I work either in pharma or very close to pharma. And, you know, we kind of think of this as a as a wonderfully innovative industry. You know, it's cutting edge. It has a huge impact on patients and the things that the industry really, really make a difference to people's lives. Um, but do young people see it this way? You know, does the, does the biopharma industry have an issue in attracting young, diverse talent? Or perhaps do we need to start a bit of a, a, a PR offensive for, for, for pharma? Do you know, I think it's actually the opposite. I don't think we have an issue. I think we have an enormous opportunity. Increasingly, people are looking for purpose in their work. And I think we find that in younger generations in particular, people want to be doing something meaningful. Yeah. So in the farmer industry, when ultimately our cause is all around making a difference for patients, people can really connect to that. And coming off the back of the pandemic, you know, that's been in everyone's faces. So I think that um, the farmer industry is a very attractive prospect for the young talent that's coming into um, the workforce at the moment. So I'd, I'd perhaps build on that, Joe, because I, I think... Mm. That doesn't mean we can rest on the fact that we do great things, so people are going to come. There's, uh-huh. a lot that, there's a lot that the farmer industry needs to do and should do in terms of outreach, particularly thinking about um, making sure that we have a good level of appetite for young women and girls to be interested in a career in STEM, um, which historically you know, hasn't necessarily attracted as many women as it has men. Um, And the things that we can do around internships, apprenticeships, giving people industrial placements. We have a lot of PhD uh, doctoral students that come into AstraZeneca. All of these things are important to make sure that we hook people in uh, to recognise what a great company AstraZeneca is to work for. Yeah, I think when I was at school, if you told me about Big Pharma, 
it would have been so kind of such an alien concept to me, you know, of, of what pharma actually does and all the different ways that you can get involved with it from from a, a fairly young age. So um, all those things are incredibly important, aren't they, to make people realise that it is a possibility to work in pharma? Absolutely. I mean, if I think about my own um, journey, I did a science degree, but I was mm. completely lacking in imagination about what that could bring me. So it's, it's <laughs> happy, happy um, combination of chance and effort that I find myself in this situation. One of the things that we've um, been doing for a number of years now is participating in International Day of the Girl. Um, okay. And the way that we do that is we have uh, what are called girls takeovers. So we have young women, um, people of school age, people in the university who are coming into the company in countries all over the world to take over the roles of individuals um, inside AstraZeneca. And oh, that's interesting. Uh, I've recently participated in one. So all of our senior executive team participate in this. Mm -hmm. I, I've done a couple now. And one of the big takeaways from each of the occasions when we do it is the girls having this moment of realisation that there are lots of different types of roles inside a pharma company. Yeah. An industry in one organisation, whether it's in research and development, manufacturing, in the commercial side of the organisation, the sales and marketing, or whether it's being an enabling function, helping all of that to happen. There's a huge amount of opportunity. So I think it's about making that people have that moment of awareness as early as possible so that it's it's something that mm. they're about. So one, one, once we've hooked these young people into the industry, um, how do we recognise and nurture the fresh talent that's within the company already? Because obviously this is a really important part of keeping that innovation cycle working, having this new fresh talent coming with ideas that perhaps haven't been thought about before. So what are the best ways to, to recognise and nurture fresh talent? And if there are any maybe examples that AstraZeneca have done, it'd be great to hear about those too. Absolutely. So something that's super important AstraZeneca for everyone is practicing conscious inclusion and what we mean by that is is not just about eliminating unconscious bias it's proactively do things which activate an inclusive environment so seeking out people that will have a different perspective or a fresh view which is exactly what the young talent coming into the workforce will have they will be great at asking the question why they will be super curious they will have uh, they'll perhaps be less inhibited um, because it was acknowledged that they are learning in their careers and that can open up enormous opportunities for um, innovation to emerge and so I think there's a there's a big piece around what is the role of the environment that you create that enables young people coming into an organization to thrive and there are also opportunities and AstraZeneca has some some fabulous programs around this for reverse mentoring so there's mentoring mm -hmm sponsorship in the traditional sense but then there's also being a more senior leader being mentored by somebody who is um, at a different stage of their career journey and the insights that they bring are incredible so we have this in China where there's a particular reverse mentoring program around digital so digital oh yes yeah perhaps you know technologies emerged whilst they've already been working to really sort of understand and think about that differently we have a program in the UK where it's reverse mentoring around um, the challenges that uh, people of in ethnic minorities experience so it's got a particular racial equity angle to it and um, helping people to learn from those that have different perspectives and those kind of things if you can instill that and have a framework around it can actually help people from in in both directions
I know we talked briefly um, before about the best way to engage young people while they're still deciding on their career path. And we've all heard about, you know, kind of job fairs and uh, large companies visiting universities. But is there anything else that can give them a taste of the industry? Because I know we just talked about um, Day of the Girls. Um, is, is there anything else that perhaps we could we could highlight that pharma could be doing to um, to talk to people while they're still in education? Absolutely. Some AstraZeneca visits um, schools and universities, so the traditional stuff that you would expect in terms yeah. of outreach but I think the apprenticeship <coughs> programs that we have are also um, fabulous so we we give apprentices practical experience of working in industry and in fact I've got some I've got some numbers I can give you Jay. Oh, so please I love numbers <laughs> number seven in the civil research survey for the top 200 employers for school leavers in the UK and that's seeking opinions of 11,000 students between 12 the ages of 12 and 18 from 2,000 schools nationwide I think we're also um, our brand awareness is is pretty significant um, given the our contribution to you know responding to the pandemic and yeah there there will be um, an environmental factor here which is also going to going to be supportive but the things that we can do to give people opportunities of the experience of working inside the company be that an apprenticeship a day takeover um, the way in which we can get people working. Um, whilst they're at university through the placement programmes, these are all all the things where people can have that realisation of what it's like to work in pharma and what the environment in particular of AstraZeneca uh, is going to be. I guess um, also you are now a, a household name to those who hadn't heard of you before, perhaps people of that age range that hadn't heard of AstraZeneca. Um, so that must really help as well when, you know, kind of people recognise the company now. It's like the BBC or or Apple or something like this. You're definitely appealing to a younger generation now. I think I think that's right. I mean, when I when I think about, um, you know, when you're giving your email address sometimes and people, you know, the name AstraZeneca, people would have a look of puzzlement on it and you'd be like, it's OK, I'll spell it for you. It's a long one. <laughs> But now everyone's like, oh, wow, AstraZeneca, that's amazing. And people, it, there's a sense of enormous pride inside the company for, for what we've been doing. Um, so I think that that is something which is uh, helpful. And it mentioned earlier the importance of purpose. And clearly there's one around patients. But I think being a force for good in the world is something which um, resonates with, with many people. And so our commitments to um, carbon zero and, and our environmental uh, sort of accreditation is also important here. And I think that that's true of many companies. There's this realisation that we need to be doing good. Um, and, and how can we not just say nice things, but actually mm. make a meaningful difference? Because obviously with them. Um with the, the the climate emergency that we have going on at the moment that's very very front of mind for a lot of younger people as well so that obviously is is a huge part of their decision making um, as they choose their career I would imagine. Is having a degree or a diploma the only way to start working in the pharma industry um, or are there skills-based competencies and experience is that also a route into the industry you know should we be considering that to widen the talent pool? Absolutely we should. So I think having a degree brings um, a different kind of um, thinking to people's work, but you can mm. do a degree that you're interested in and then you can transition into a completely different career. Um, I've, I've done that myself, right? Going from science yes. to HR. It's, I'm not, I, I 
value my degree enormously, but it's not something I'm using every day. So bringing people into the organisation who don't have a degree is important, whether that be through um, the apprenticeship schemes that I've described or people or jobs that don't need a degree. And that's where mm. I think really important role for talent acquisition here to validate with hiring managers you've got a list of essential requirements against this role is that right you know really yeah. check because if we if we say that it's essential for people to have particular degrees we are limiting the talent pool that we're reaching out to and that would be a you know inappropriate to do for jobs that don't require a specific degree and then when i think about the sort of macro environment we have to, at AstraZeneca and in other companies, ensure that we are committed to continually learning. So picking up new skills, being able to move seamlessly between jobs, because the shelf life of skills is rapidly decreasing. New technologies are emerging all of the time. The key thing, I think, is is looking for learning agility, people who are going to remain curious and continue to learn. And that's true of people who've been in the workforce for a long time and people who are just starting out now. So that's where I think it's important to have an open mind um, about what we need in, inside the company. I've not heard that term learning agility before. I think I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I think it's a great one for people to reflect on when we think about, you know, what are the opportunities in our career? it's identifying what skills have we developed what are we great at that are actually transferable they're going to be Mm. used in in many different directions and what we're good at is generally also what we enjoy so it means that your individuals can be finding a career path that builds on their strengths and and gives them a lot of happiness too yeah and, and happiness as you were saying before happiness and feeling like you belong is a huge part of being um happy in your in your workplace it all kind of goes around in a nice big circle it does. <laughs> <laughs> so um and we, we we touched on um diversity earlier on a little bit in our in our conversation um I mean, this is a bit of a silly question, really, because the answer is very. But how important is it for the global pharma industry to have a diverse workforce that reflects the communities that we serve? Because obviously patients are from, you know, not just a kind of a, a, a white male background. <laughs> we, we we serve um, everybody. Um, so how important is it to to have a workforce that reflects the patient? I think it's absolutely critical. I mean, if we... But I, but I would take it a little bit further because I think that there is, say we were a company that was only um, in women's health, would we want an entirely female workforce? I would say no. I think what we, it's important to make sure that we are reflective of the communities that we operate in and we are d- as diverse as those populations and the environment that we create in order to be high performing has to be inclusive. If you've got diversity and people aren't speaking up and they're just saying yes because they think that's what's expected of them, then it's a totally lost opportunity. So that's we we talk about inclusion before diversity in AstraZeneca because that diversity follows inclusion. If you have the right environment, it will be more attractive to people that are thinking differently. And then for pharma and any company that's founded on innovation, and let's face it, most companies are looking for what Mm. is the next new thing, um, then innovation, we know, and the data shows it, that inclusive and diverse teams are higher performing and more innovative than those that are not. So I think there's clearly a burning platform for pharma in particular given its its total dependence on innovation if you're in a pure play pharma company. And that connection between diversity of thought and innovation is so important, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, there has to be people who 
are thinking differently from one another um and and speaking their minds and mm. um, and for the in an environment where people are listening out for the different thinking they're seeking it out so yeah no each individual who works here we encourage people to recognize what is the difference that they are bringing but also to look for the differences in others and appreciate appreciate those differences because that's when that's where the magic happens in the end so that's a very proactive way of looking at things isn't it not just from management but from um kind of everybody from the ground level up that's kind of have that proactive attitude so farmers facing um a host of global challenges we have so many different headwinds at the moment how could fresh talent among the next generation that's coming up help us to overcome those those challenges that we're looking at I think it it comes through fresh thinking so so with with so much change happening change is the only constant um what we've what we've done to get us here won't be what we need to continue to do to get us where we want to go we're going to have to continue to evolve and i i feel that inside astrazeneca it's quite a different company than the one it was that i joined and that's in part through you know new people coming into the organization a cultural shift recognizing the importance of what science can do and that's what's going to make us a sustainable company company in the future but it's the new people coming in with those fresh ideas combined with the existing talent that we already have in the organization that helps it to evolve Mm. Um, so that I think is is critical for for all companies to to recognize so fresh thinking plus experience (laughs) in the way and how those those can work together Exactly. Rebecca, thank you so much for talking to me today. I've really, really appreciated it. It's it's um, sometimes when you um, think about big pharma companies, they can seem quite impenetrable um, from the outside. So it's been really wonderful to talk to you about the ways in which you're, you're working with young and fresh talent and, and inclusion and belonging. I think that's such a such a huge part of finding a good place to work and somewhere that you want to thrive and innovate within. So thank you so much for a great conversation today. Thanks so much, Joe. I've really enjoyed it.